Here we go. Yeah. Here we go, man. Get your refund, motherfucker. I ain't dead. I'm the diamond in the dirt that ain't been found. I'm the underground king. And I ain't been crammed. Hey everybody, welcome to Fill My Heart. My name's Drew Absher. And I'm Parker Newman. And today... And this is our first attempt at this. Yeah. This is not a redo. Yeah, Drew didn't forget to hit record. Um, <laughs> totally. No, we have a special guest, uh, D. Tyler, DeJam Tyler. Uh, super fun guy. Yeah, I'll go through the I'll go through the intro one more time. Uh, D is one of the funniest dudes in Sacramento. Should definitely be on everybody's radar. Uh, I think that we, me and Parker, I've had conversations quietly amongst ourselves where we're like, D is for sure like the next up dude. So yeah. we're super happy to have him on. Um, the reason I picked that song uh, is because D has an album called Get Richard Diabetes. And uh, yes. that is many men off of the album Get Richard Die Trying. Uh, when did you come up with that album name? And when did you like know that you struck gold? Oh man, you know what? I it's kind of when I was thinking about it. I mean, one that's one of my favorite albums. Uh, that 50 Cent album yeah. is a classic album, top to bottom, and then just uh, what it represented like, you know, what I'm saying like that's his first album. I mean, that that album is 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 uh, oh man, I is I wanted my album to do with that album. <laughs> yeah. Launch you to start him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like why not, you know, but then also oh. it's just like, I figured that was my two obvious choices for reals. Like you uh, get Richard. Get Richard diabetes. Yeah, that would suck if uh, instead you just got shot eight or nine times. Yeah. <laughs> just, that, yeah. That get, was, <laughs> hey, my album sells, my family would be good. That album, yeah. Yeah. that album, that album is if going through. That that album, dude, that's great because that album is gonna get your album's gonna blow up if you do get diabetes too. Like if you did die from diabetes, everybody would be like, hold this is like ready to die. This is like Biggie's ready to die. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't uh man, it's just uh yeah, it could happen. I don't want it to happen like that. <laughs> First, and then you know, at least I can manage the diabetes with enough money, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want it to happen rich first, uh, life ailment later. But also, to, not just that, though, just to raise awareness because diabetes really, I mean, I have it in my family. My mom, yeah. my mom is from diabetes. You know what I'm saying? I'm on the borderline. My favorite comic, Patrice O'Neill, diabetes. I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. yeah. It's it's really real. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, yeah, just to even get people to think about it and say it out loud. Yeah, it is. It is a, it's a, and it seems to be <laughs> mostly an American thing. It's like, you know. Americans die really? from die. I mean, it's it's specifically predominant in America. You know, we are a mostly unhealthy country. You know, yeah. especially type two diabetes. Type one is you know globally, but I think America probably. I, I know for a fact that we have the most cases of diabetes of any country. Just a lot of. Want to hear something crazy about diabetes? Man? Yeah. Diabetes fact. So I was reading this book. Can't remember the name. Anybody out there knows the name of this book? Uh, go for it. But this guy was stuck in the in the Amazon, right, with these jungle people. It's a crazy book because he learned how to, like, communicate with his mind, all kind of crazy shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're called, like, mind darts. Like, he realized he can't speak their language, but he's they're talking. He's like, and their lips ain't moving after a while. He's like, yo, what the fuck is this? He's like, yo, this is how we talk out here in the jungle. So anyway, long story short, the shaman would have each, when they, when they was traveling, they would have each person pee in their own spot. Like nobody would pee together, they would pee in their own spot, and then he would inspect the pee. And if ants were drawn to that person's pee, then they had diabetes, and he would have some jungle treatment for it. 
Whoa, what the fuck? Because the ants are attracted to like the glucose or whatever? Yeah, too much sugar in the ants will, the ants will be attracted to the pee. And if there's like a whole bunch of ants swimming around somebody's pee, it's like, okay, that dude got diabetes. So let's give him uh, whatever, some bark and some berries. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> yeah, dude, they smoke really, some sage around him or something. Yeah, are they really equipped to like cure that <laughs> yeah, though? Yeah. Like, <laughs> That'd be weird if the jungle people had like an insane amount of like insulin. Bro, like if they just had it. They're communicating telepathically. I think they can beat diabetes, man. Dude, what, I, yeah. what book is this? Uh, it might be, uh, it might be a Terrence McKenna book or it might be, no, 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 no. Uh, <sighs> but it's legit, right? It's not fiction. It's non-fiction. Oh, it's this dude, okay, so back in the day, this guy, you know when they were doing uh, rubber trees? Mm-hmm. Down, down there going to get the rubber trees. I forgot what country was it, England or whatever. And they would send people down there, or maybe it was America, send people down there to uh, prospect and find rubber trees. He went out there, but he got lost, and he ended up being adopted by this fucking tribe that, nobody really knew about and they lived in the forest and they took him in as one of theirs and he learned to live like them and i think he even like had some he did all kinds of like they did all kind of weird like dmt type of shit and like at one point he seen his wife at home and through his mind it was some crazy mind-bending shit but it it happened uh, are you sure that this wasn't just an episode of joe rogan are you <laughs> yeah. sure <laughs> yeah it sounds no but it seems like a real joe rogany thing like it does <laughs> yeah. yeah joe rogan would like fucking jizz his pants <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm sure joe rogan's all over that book he's like yeah. on the back of it he's like this book changed my podcast DMT? yeah <laughs> he's like, have i done it i peed on ants man you <laughs> on ants uh <laughs> yeah. how's that how have you been how have you been doing through quarantine uh, i've been hanging in there dude it's, yeah uh, yeah it's rough it's rough are it's you still rough. are you are you still in sac right now yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so you're sacramento Still in the hood, yeah. Have you gotten any? Are you doing any shows or anything? You are you getting up out at all or no? Yeah, I just did a show yesterday, um, but it was I filmed it last week, but it came out yesterday. Oh, okay. And that was uh, it was uh, with Shell T. It was it was they streamed it yesterday. It was a gotcha. band and a musical guest. Oh, interesting. Have you done any of the like the live Zoom shows? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I have done a couple. Actually, um, I wasn't a big fan of the Zoom show at first until I hosted the show. And that was, that was, I had the most fun ever, man. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. And then also the crowds are different now on Zoom because when Zoom first came out, people didn't know there was no really Zoom etiquette. Now we kind of have it, you know, there's do's and don'ts and kind of like a loose, so, you know, we kind of agree on certain things like i think there's less zoom bombing now people are like over the the idea of, oh, i can put my dick out on strangers like, yeah, yeah you could but why yeah right it's not yeah. it's not a good bit at all yeah ne- it never was that would be that would be sweet if people took that to the street though and then they're just yeah, like that they used ball. to back in the day that was the thing this trench coat and the hay <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that was that was to that was to get your 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 rocks off, not to just have fun. You know? That was the first. No, he was he was loved. That was the first Zoom bomb. Just, <laughs> dudes, 
in fucking trench coats. You thought that you didn't know if they were detectives or <laughs> in the parking lot of a mall. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Zoom bomb. <laughs> um, dude, the other story I was like, when Parker was like, Hey, do you want to have D on? I was like, yes, because I need to bring this story up. Uh, I, it's funny. Cause I think it was just us three. Parker, do you remember this? We were in the green room of the Sacramento Punchline. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's my, it, dude, it's, it's one of my favorite stories in comedy ever. <laughs> like, I, I use it all the time. We were in, the, yeah. we're in the, the green room of Sacramento Punchline. Me and Parker just went up. And you were headlining. And uh, you come in the green room. I don't know, I don't know what was going on you, with you, you what were, happened on the way to the show, but you just come in the green room and you're stoned like stoned out of your mind. I think you were like very, I think you were real stoned. I didn't want to say it because I was like, I don't know if D wants everyone knowing he gets high oh, before sorry, he goes I, on. No, I mean uh, I'm sure he's fine with it. Uh, <laughs> but D D walks into the green room and like before we can even maybe say anything but hello, you just go, Hey, do you guys think this would work? Uh, if I said that all Asian people look like they have Down syndrome. <laughs> And dude, oh. me and me and Parker like fucking lost our shit. We were fucking howling, laughing, and we're like, "Dude, you absolutely have to do it. You have to do it." And you're like, "I don't know. I don't know if I should." We're like, "Dude, please do that. That is the funniest thing I've ever heard." You go on stage, and it like at first it just bombs horrifically, but you just stuck with it until the crowd came with you, and then at the end of it, you were making them laugh because you yeah. just kept doubling down. Every single time they tighten up, you just go one step further. Yeah, and you'd be like, "I can't tell the difference between an Asian person and a person with Down syndrome." No, and at the end, people were into it. Yeah, you fucking you ended up. I think you had like a th eight minute set, and like <laughs> yeah. seven minutes was about that. Just you trying riffing. to convince the crowd that and Asian people look like they have no, Down but syndrome. murdering though, like killing, it crazy. It was I, hilarious, yeah. dude. I think that was because ah, I remember that, and it, I think the the premise was I was I in an emergency room. I think I was somewhere and I seen a kid and I couldn't tell. <laughs> a, a child is even more funny. I don't remember if yeah, that was, was a part kid of it. And I couldn't tell and it was fucked up. I mean, it made me conflicted inside because I was like, I don't. It's not even my business anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Really, I was not in my business, but I was like, yo, is because I couldn't tell. And I was like trying to like maybe catch a clue, like maybe try to hear, like <laughs> like they're gonna say is like they're gonna say his sickness yeah. or, over the, the last week. Yeah, we're calling uh Debbie Tran and her son who's uh, uh well, he's feeling down today. <laughs> yeah. Well well, couldn't so, it be I both though? What if it was both? Well, here's the thing. I, it sounded fucked up. This is why I didn't like it. could have been both. It could have been. That's <laughs> double down. So um, I kind of felt bad because it, 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 I didn't want to come off as like racist, but it was really a, it was a real situation I was in. Right. But there's no say it like in a nice way. And then um, at that time, I also noticed that the, like the man at the time, all of a sudden it's the Asian dude. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, it was shit, Phil. I was like, that was funny. I'm like, whoo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. Phil was fucking awesome. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, the conflict was real. And I think people got that. Like, that's what I had kept, kept having to drill into them is that, yo, no, this is not just like some asshole comment. I'm, I really need help with this. How do you, yeah. you know, 
And I was I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that because I didn't want I mean when I when I was like, oh, I gotta tell that story on the podcast, I was like, I wanna make it clear it wasn't like you weren't doing like a racist accent or you know, you weren't like doing anything fucked up. You were legitimately like and that's why the crowd ended up coming with you on it, because it bombed when they thought you were just being like edgy. But once you were yes. genuinely like, No, I'm serious, like <laughs> I'm being dead serious, like I'm not trying to be fucked up, then they were they started coming with you a little bit on it. It was dude, it was it's like masterful. I think about it all the time. And I, I remember sitting there, me and Parker were like, fuck, dude, we just told them to do that on stage and it is bombing bad. And oh, then, you guys, at, hey, you know what? I looked over there too when I, when I, <laughs> <laughs> I looked directly at the door of the green room like, you little motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because if Robert Amoto were in that situation, he would have instantly fucking called us out yeah. on stage. He would have been like, they told me to say it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They like that's how, me up. And he would have won the crowd with that. They would have hated you, but he would have won them over with that. Yeah. No, dude, I just, I, I literally laugh about that at least once a month. Just you going on stage in front of, because it was actually like a decent crowd too. And then they were like, all right, here's the headliner, D Tyler. And then you were just like, just immediately just fucking pissed them off right away. It was the funniest shit, dude. Um, Thanks, uh, yeah, that was great. Do, do you remember the first time we met uh, at Limelight? At all, by any chance? Yeah, man, you about to jump off a fucking bridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that was it. That- Hold on, I want to hear. First of all, I met Parker, man, he was a. Uh, it was. It was. It was a limelight, right? Yeah, it was limelight. I don't think they do shows yeah, and- anymore. Nah, they shouldn't do nothing no more. <laughs> <laughs> nah, their food. Actually, though, the limelight had good food. And, you know, Where's the limelight at? It's, it's right by Mel's. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's across from the Safeway where the strippers buy groceries. I know. <laughs> <laughs> if, you been on a, if you've been in that Safeway, it's on Al- you already know. On Alhambra oh, and N? Oh, is that the one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is hoes. In there. <laughs> <laughs> like, literal hoes. Like hoes buying regular shit like cantaloupes. <laughs> Whole Foods. <laughs> Whole Foods. <laughs> so I walk, uh, Parker goes up, he eats a ton of shit, and then he's like, but I thought it was, some of it was, was funny. I could see something. I'm like, nah, this dude got something. I don't think the crowd was ready yet. I don't know. But he came out, and I seen him sitting down on the curb, and he just looked like, oh, like I was like, hey, bro. I was going to keep walking. I said, nah. Cause I'm like, if I keep walking, then what if I go back on Facebook and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> comic jumped from the water tower, <laughs> all over it. <laughs> In his so suicide note, like, he wrote, "People just walked right past him." <laughs> 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 but I stopped and I was like, "Yo, man, hey, get up there." I, I forgot what kind of fucking uh, don't don't die speech I gave him, but I meant I was like, this guy, I thought he was funny. I was like, there's something there. And I was right. Cause look at him now. Yeah. Well, he's fucking thriving. So nice. oh, yeah. yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, I, I remember you told me a story about a time you bombed uh really bad. And yeah, I remember this was literally like probably my third or fourth time doing stand up ever. So yeah, and you right. and your story was like I, I think you said that someone looked like precious or something. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah, hey, yeah. <laughs> After I told you that, he was like, "Oh, it wasn't that bad." Because I got I bombed 
at the Bay Area Black Comedy Competition. Um, and it's bad because when you bomb there, it's like nobody. Like, I remember I was passing out cards and stuff before the show. Uh-huh. And and after I bombed, I found my, they're still to this day, there are my cards on the roof of Tommy T's in Pleasanton. No. Oh, people just like, slinging them. Jesus. Oh, they, they were in my windshield of my car like it was a fly. <laughs> oh. They didn't know it was my oh, car. They were just like, man, just put this shit anywhere. <laughs> Damn. So I went up there and I and I hadn't seen Precious yet, but um, I've just seen the commercials. And in the commercial, this is the part where she steals some chicken and she's running down the street with the chicken. And I was like, dude, Precious looks and then Notorious as was coming out. Mm-hmm. The Mickey movie. And I'm like, yo, that's the same motherfucker. Like, I know. <laughs> the same motherfuckers playing Precious is the same motherfucker playing Biggie. I'm fooling nobody. I'm on to you. But what I said on stage was, man, have y'all seen Precious? That's the same motherfucker from, from Notorious. I'm not trying to watch Biggie get raped for two hours. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Yeah, I don't know why I said it. And I said it like that. watch Biggie Smalls get raped for two hours. And they were like, <laughs> Even were like, oh no, bro, yeah. People didn't like it. <laughs> Dude, Jeff were like, oh my God. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that, that's brutal. Yeah. It is funny because, yeah, I, I mean, honestly, and not in that. If that were the movie, like just two hours of rape, I don't think anyone would watch it. Like you know, like yeah, stuff, like there's a plot and stuff. Yeah. It's not just. I didn't know how. I didn't know how powerful the movie was. I hadn't seen the movie after I seen the movie. Because after that, I got that reaction. I was like, why are they acting like that? Yeah, this is crazy. People were telling dick jokes and all kind of crazy stuff. And that, 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 that's that's the line, really, really. Uh, See, big rape. That's the line. And okay. then you saw Precious. And then you were uh, like, yeah, this is. I was is- like, whoa. <laughs> this is Donna. I was like, this is a fucked up movie. I still have. I would never watch that movie again. It's yeah. like you watch it one time. And if you've watched Precious twice, you're sick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> somebody, oh, if that's their favorite movie, I'm like, oh, would you want to watch this? It's just depressing. Yeah. Have you ever seen uh have you ever seen the movie Room? Room. Yeah. I've heard of that. It's it's the same. I mean, it's not the same thing as. Pre- it's about um. Oh, it's about a girl who's like. Uh, yeah, this girl gets kidnapped when she was seventeen, and this dude keeps her in a shed, and just like you know, rapes her, and then she has a baby, and then like her and the kid escape, and that's like the first fifteen minutes of the movie, and then what? the rest of the movie is them like you know because the mom kind of hates the kid because she doesn't really want the kid. And so the whole, but dude, once you watch it once, you're like, I will never fucking watch that again. I it thought is, that room was just about Biggie Smalls getting right. Yeah, for two that, hours. that's right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it was. It was about yeah. Biggie's rape, his two hour long rape. <laughs> hey, the, after that, I figured out how to make the joke work. So after that, the joke worked every time. I even got a pause breaks as at some point for doing that joke, um, but at that time, it did not work. Yeah. So you actually made it work after? Yeah, fuck yeah, I can make it work now. Like that, the joke is funny if you see. You can't. Sometimes you can say stuff, and it's it's how you say it, right? Yeah, totally. So just saying, come out saying, man, I'm not trying to watch 
Biggie Smalls get raped for two hours. That's wrong. Those words, that combination of words is not going to work. I no. do yeah. I do wish I'd get to see you open with that a couple more times, though. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Just watch you. Dude, that'd be that sick. That is a cold open. I wish you would have done that at that punchline show, is pivot out of the Biggie Smalls getting raped for two hours to all Asian people look like they got Down syndrome. <laughs> that would have been a... Anybody <laughs> watching this right now is probably like... <laughs> they probably got the wrong idea. Dude, they time. they oh, think yeah, you're no, the uh, darkest comedian yeah, in the world. It's so fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's, who is this? It's this is evil man. Yeah, it's funny. Like you have a Patrice O'Neill shirt on, which I love. But you're very like uh, like I was listening to your album earlier, actually. Uh, and like you're you have a very like absurdist like type of comedy. Like kind of you know uh, not like super That's- mainstream. I like it a lot. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's why I find that's why I find joy in creating is when I can go somewhere that people don't, you know, that people don't think about, you know, not the obvious. You know, I like taking those little quick U turns, and, and sometimes the, the absurdity of it is what attracts me. I'm like, how can I make this funny? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, how can I make? Can I make this funny? That's the challenge for me. Like, can I make this funny? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent, and it's mostly about like food and and like not mm-hmm. serious stuff, you know. So yeah, your yeah. your sets are usually very kind of just like not you know not you don't venture into politics much. You don't venture into like t- you know tough things a lot. You kind of stick to very lighthearted stuff. That's why those two that story about the Asian people with Down syndrome thing made me laugh so hard because <laughs> I just never I've never even I at that point I had never even get heard you get dark or you know even sort of blue you know what i mean like that was like my first introduction to you just like saying whatever the fuck you wanted it was hilarious <laughs> i think it'll be a lot i think people get a lot different uh people are going to get a different look especially after quarantine you know not saying that's gotten a lot darker but uh i've always thought like that i just be more free with my thoughts off the top of the head that's good you know, man yeah, you're. I mean, dude, you're one of the funniest dudes to just have a conversation with in Sacramento. I mean, yeah, totally. I, I, there's been times where you know I'm too shy to jump in on like a riff circle that you're in, and I'm just like sitting there just genuinely laughing at stuff that like when you and Kyrie have went back and forth and stuff like that. Like, just very oh, funny. Kyrie's yeah, Kyrie's awesome. Kyrie's oh, same. Uh, I, dude, I hope this. I, I mean, I don't want you to feel like you have to like you know speak for everything but i think that one thing when parker asked if you know if we should have you on one thing that came to my mind is i wanted to ask you about this <clears throat> for people who don't know sacramento comedy is not intentionally but there is kind of this weird division between like black comedians in sacramento and then like white comedians in sacramento yeah it's very segregated a lot of white clubs don't book a lot of the funny black comedians in Sacramento as probably as much as they should be, but you've been able to kind of break that, that line wherever it is and kind of be in both scenes at once. Cause I would legitimately consider there to be multiple, not just black and white scenes. There's also like, you know, like blue collar comics versus like midtown comics and all that kind of shit as well. But you've been able to kind of jump back and forth between that line. Does that, I guess the first part of that question is, does that line bother you? Do you think that it's it's uh, important to have? And then two, like, when did you start figuring out that you could get booked in both areas? Um, what I think coming from Sacramento is one of the most diverse cities in the nation, mm-hmm. off tops. Really, you have to go out your way 
to not be around other types of people in Sacramento. It's like you, you had to do it on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Or live in real and like in the very middle. <laughs> so, so, like not even on the crust of real and um but so with that, that being said and um i think my comedy is is relatable to different um demographics just because i grew up around different types of people mm-hmm. so i'm used to these are the people i talk to you know what i'm saying like these are people i worked with at my job these are people i went to school with you know what i'm saying i went to school with everybody so i should be able to talk to everybody right and I, a lot of it is people. I don't think there is no line per se. There, there's differences, but I think it's more the comic, not the venue. Mm-hmm. Booking is something different, but I'm saying as far as like the other mics. I mean, any comic could go to any open mic. And when I was doing a lot of grinding it out at open mics, I would go wherever there was. Some people wouldn't want to go to a coffee shop because they want to go to a, a comedy club that has the crowd that they want. I'm going to the comedy club and I'm giving the crowd that's there me. I'm not looking for a certain crowd to be there. I'm going to be me for whoever and whoever shows up. So that's, I think that's why that you see me in a lot of different shows and doing that gets you looked at by people who book these shows. They might not see another comic because that comic might not go to this room or might not go to this area. Not because they can't, because they don't want to. Yeah. I see nobody like, there's nobody banned from no comic rooms in Sacramento that I know of. Yeah. It's yeah. very rare. Hey, who's banned? Anybody. Any, you guys can go to the touch of class. A lot of comics are, are like, white comics are scared to go to touch of class. Yeah. Or, oh, go. Why not? It's a fucking crowd. Be yourself. I've, everybody I've seen go on a touch of class, you be yourself. You're going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to appreciate it. Yeah. I think that, you know, I'm certainly not trying to speak for anybody but myself, but I think that there's kind of a, you know, there's kind of this weird thing with white comedians in Sacramento where I think that they viewed like touch of class specifically as like a black room, you know what I mean? And so there's kind of this almost weird feeling of like, well, I I don't want to invade a space, you know what I mean? And, but I think that that just kind of breeds this like weird segregation style thing that we have in this town where it's like, I mean, like the shows that I'm on with like you or Regina Givens or Lance Woods or Mikey Winfield or something like when you do get to work with black comedians, you're almost like, oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. Finally, like I love this person. It just we never cross paths in town and it it fucking sucks. But I just was wondering, you know, if because you've been in the scene much longer than I have, if has that always been there? Did that start somewhere? But I think you nailed it, man. I think that comics are just afraid to. Yeah, comics are just afraid yeah. to go where they're not used to, you know? Yeah. Like, how often do you go to the touch of class? I don't even go to the touch of class. Yeah, yeah I'm, I've been a couple times. Yeah, I don't need to go been... back to the touch of class. I ain't been there in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday night, and I got to be late for work because I get there Sunday night, and I don't go up to, like, Monday morning at 2 a.m. I'm like, I ain't got time for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've but been there twice. But that's and I got my start there, and I always have love for the touch of class. Dude, that, that place room, is electric. Yeah. Uh, if you can't do the touch of class, then why are you doing comedy? If you feel you can't go in there and do it, you know, even if they don't like it, like if you don't have the courage to step in there and get on that stage, then why are you doing this? Yeah. 
Good point. Yeah, it's uh yeah, everyone every time I've been like, you know, Rico's been super cool to me, Regina's been super cool to me. It's funny because okay. like it's honestly way more of a supportive environment comedian wise than all the other open mics. <laughs> like way more. literally. Yeah. Because Regina will be like, Hey, you know, like after I bomb or whatever, she's like, <laughs> after I bomb, you're yeah. just like, I'm planning on it. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Once but, I'm done okay. bombing, Regina's nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real though, because yeah. like this. Regina if said like, do, oh sorry, you got to do a touch, a class, and that was the only place to. You got to do the touch of class every day or every once a week. You would be a way stronger comic at the end of two months versus if you just did, you know, some random coffee shop yeah type. sure so like this is such a it can be so adversarial in, in there that it, it makes you grow because one you want to be a comic you want to make these people laugh right and if there's if you can't quite get them the way you want it you're gonna keep coming back until you do yeah you know i'm bummed at the touch i've had people touch like man we know you fuck you <laughs> <laughs> so it's not it's fair it's across the board you yeah fun you yeah. know what I'm saying? No, you, they'll still be like, nah, fuck you. Not today, dinger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I've only been like two like or three times, and I don't think I did well, or I think I just did whatever. You know what I mean? It's an open mic at the end of the day. Like, if you kill it, you probably should probably write new stuff because that stuff's probably worked out, you know? But yeah. No, but, uh, oh, but like, I, I remember Regina, like, after my set, like, she just said, uh, Said, like, you know, like, so many people, you guys did great, honestly. Like, so many people get, like, booed here. So, you know, take that. Like, I swear to God. So many people. I think when I was there, someone got booed. But I think it was, like, their first time doing uh -oh, comedy. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, that's I've rough. Seen very, I've seen very little boos at the test of class. The, the, the worst is when they don't say anything. That's worse than the booze. And the touch is, because the touch is loud. Even when you're telling jokes, there's somebody in there trying to talk to some girl or some girl trying to talk to some dude or somebody trying to get a drink. Or like, where's my fucking chicken? So it's always <laughs> something. So if you're bombing and they get quiet to where you can hear like, you can hear niggas yeah, you swallow. Can, yeah. You can hear the Hennessy going down the motherfucker's <laughs> You can hear, you can hear scraping. You can hear, <laughs> Yeah. You can hear, hear chicken meat separated from the bone. Oh, uh, like, dude, nothing. The wings are insanely good there, too. I don't think that I food's awesome. I didn't get food so when I went. I messed up. Really? Definitely. I get the lemon food. pepper wings. Oh, yeah. you never ate there? Oh, no, I never I never ate there. Because I, I was, oh, the thing, the, the true thing about Touch of Class, the reason why I probably didn't go there as much as I should have before everything shut down is because it was, I would always, the couple times I went, I was always getting up at like late ass spots. And I always worked at like 6 a.m. the next day. So I was always just like after That's comedy spot. Yeah, I was just like, I just want to go home. I just want to be asleep and get some sleep before work. Um, yeah. Uh, the the last thing, because it's going to transition into the episode. We I was bummed out. We talked about it previously. Were you, when you were a kid, were you a prankster at all? Did you do pranks? Like, what, what was your, uh, like, how was your sense of humor when you were younger? I did horrible pranks. I did pranks as an adult. Um, I don't know. Yeah, we had fucking. I don't work there no more. I say us. So at this job, we had a. Did you ever been in a job where the supervisor is like married to like an employee of employee of yours is married to like upper management? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. That type of thing. So this dude was an asshole. Uh, he looked 
like Dr. Wiley from fucking uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Is that the, the game, Dr. Wiley? With the fucking... Dr. Eggplant? Egg, 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 egghead? Head? Egghead? Yeah. Egg something? It's egg something, right? Eggman? Eggman, no, I think. Dr. Wiley from fucking... I think Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, oh, oh. the Dr. Wiley. I'm only thinking of Dr. Egg. Here, I'll pull up a picture. Yeah. Look him up, dude. He had a fuck. He's, he's bald. He's kind of got red hair. He's got this fucking weird mustache, right? So, okay. I think it's Doctor Wily. Oh, this guy's from Pokemon, right? That's Doctor Wily. You're talking about Doctor Eggman. Is it Doctor Eggman? Yeah, from Sonic. Egg. His name is Doctor Eggman. Yeah, Eggman. This fool. Yeah. 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 Doctor Eggman. Okay, but red hair. So he had like yeah, some yeah. kind of yeah, that's him. Yeah, <laughs> so he would do shit like he come in the break room and turn the turn the TV station. It could be six people watching TV. He come in the break room and fucking turn the station. Wow, like this bitch ass. Yeah, like I'm we're in the middle of the show. They're like, yeah, and survey says. <laughs> <laughs> Like yo, and he just look at us and go, mm, mm. and he had that look like I know he was. I know he hated black people. I know. <laughs> you could tell it was, it was in him, like you could see. Uh-huh. Like, oh my god, this is one of the dudes. So uh, he had some kind of problem with his ass. I don't know what it was. It was hemorrhoids or whatever? He had some kind of problem with his ass. So when he go in the bathroom, he be in the bathroom for hella long, and he had like a medical excuse to get being there for like a while. So one day somebody brought some stink bombs to work. And we, there's a bathroom on the, because we worked on the production floor. So there's a bathroom that's on the floor. Like, that's the emergency. It's like a one-person bathroom. It has, like, a barely ventilation. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. That one. And it's just room for one person. It's got the handicap bars mm-hmm. on the sides. So I lifted the toilet up. And then right where the little feet are, I put the stink bombs down. And then I put the toilet seat down softly. So whoever sat on that shit was going to pop the stink bombs. Uh-huh. Who was going to happen to because we didn't plan that far ahead. We just had the stink bombs. And, <laughs> and so we're sitting there watching the bathroom and lo and behold, the fucking Dr. Wiley motherfucker, he looks, he he walks and he sees us looking and he goes, motherfuckers, and he walks in the bathroom. <laughs> the thing is, there was a girl trying to come to the bathroom first and he fucking <laughs> handle and he knee mugged her and like <laughs> she goes away and he goes to the bathroom we're like oh shit like those we got dr wiley this motherfucker <laughs> or now i egg her we just we just call him ass hat <laughs> ass hat sitting there right so we're all watching we're peeking over the shit and like he it's five minutes ten minutes there's two stink bombs. You know how powerful those the, the glass vial stink bombs? We're like, is he dead? <laughs> <laughs> is he not sitting down? Is he doing something else in there? Like, what's he doing now? Because it's 10 minutes way fucking too long. Right? Next thing you know, the door flies open. Blam! He flies out of there. He is bright red. He is fire. He looks like a fire engine with a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> so he thought his own shit smelled that bad <laughs> well i guess whatever ass problem he couldn't get up so he did sit on it he did crush him but he couldn't get up and i guess he got ass problems so he didn't know probably for a while oh. what was going on 
So yeah, he was in there fucked off. Oh, so. dude, that's uh, dude. Those stink bombs are so fucking powerful. He uh, like fumigated dude. himself out, dude. That's fucking nasty. <laughs> <laughs> he ran out. I could saw there was smoke, right? And oh. then we had a supervisor who was a real like clean freak, and he was real germaphobe. He kind of remind me of the uh, Steve Carell from The Office. Okay, he look like Steve Carell. So imagine Steve Carell is like. He sees, he hears the door, and he's been trying to go. Oh, the whole time, dude's been in the bathroom. Steve Carell's been trying to get in there. <laughs> so he'll, he'll do this because he won't use the bathroom that other people can use with him. He only used the one that he got to go by himself. Uh-huh. Jiggling the handle, walking off mad, come back, jiggle the handle, walk off mad. So I forgot that's happening too. So now, dude flies out, Where? and then dude's looking through the windows. He can see him going. So he's like, Oh, this the bathroom's open. So now I'm like, oh shit! What? <laughs> <laughs> he opens the bathroom. He walks in and he falls out like <laughs> <laughs> he falls out like he was pushed. He's like, oh. <laughs> he went home. He went home to use the bathroom. Oh day. my god. Jesus. Dude, that is my. It, this is something we've talked about on this podcast. I have, I have bathroom problems. I can't. I don't like using public restrooms either. That is a worst case scenario. Is it's Ooh, two yeah. fucking stink bombs in the only bathroom, dude? That is like that is a night. I feel bad for Steve Carell. <laughs> yeah, he had to go home when he got when he flew out. That's when you know when he flew out. You ever uh, played Mike Tyson's Punch Out? Yeah. You ever hit? Uh, What's his name? It's not Piston. Is it is it Piston Honda? I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, I think the dude with the little and you hit him and he's he goes like this when you knock him. Oh yeah, yeah, when he like falls back. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And like a punch out character, you're like, oh (laughs) dude, that's so did you guys ever get caught or no? Nah, we had dude, I did so much. That job was my first real like i i became i was like i got the job when i was like i think like 20 and then um you know they took me to the bar on my 21st birthday i worked at that job for like about seven eight years so i kind of grew up there so it was kind of like college like the first couple years was definitely doing stuff that should have got us fired yeah Um, yeah (laughs) and then you got you guys cleaned it up by the end you guys turned into grad students (laughs) Nah, I just got fired. Oh, Fuck yeah, dude. Well, today's episode of Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil's been doing this dumb shit during oh, wait, quarantine. Wait, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have to ask him about uh, oh, yeah. Go that, ahead. too, real quick. I know that you have to get going a couple minutes uh, for a bit, but um, do, what's your... What's your relationship like with Dr. Phil? Are you like an avid watcher or like, are you just, have you casually seen him? Uh, casually. Okay. I don't like Dr. Phil personally. Yeah. I think he's a, I think he's a dick. But he is. I totally. do. But the thing about his show is like, he's a dick and then he gets somebody that's even a worse person than him. Like, how do you find <laughs> Like, so it's like, there's evil and then eviler. 
Yeah. So, D, you're speaking our language, dude. This is our favorite part is we fucking hate Dr. Phil. Yeah. The only people Good. we hate more than Dr. Phil are the people on the show. Totally. Dude, it's the best part. It's like he's just like he just brings on people that are just twice as hateable as he is just to make himself yeah. look yeah. better. It's funny because when we started the podcast, I didn't even hate Dr. Phil. And now I do. <laughs> like, yeah. I swear to God. Yeah, really? I was like, oh, he's yeah. just a dude. I thought he was like Maury. And now I'm like, dude, I hope he like rots in hell. He's yeah. the fucking worst. <laughs> uh, okay, so where would you put real quick? Where'd you put Dr. Phil in relation to Judge Judy? I think that Judge Judy, I, I Judge like Judy Ju gets, oh, go ahead. I feel like Judge Judy is more fucked up though. I don't know. Just that the only, personally. the only reason I think that I would give Judge Judy more of a pass is because like the people that are coming on her show are usually like people who have treated each other like shit. Sometimes on Dr. Phil, it's like my mom's an alcoholic. And then he brings her on stage. He's all, you're fucking drunk. You should get your shit together. And it's like, dude, that's not really a way to handle somebody with a fucking addiction. But Judge Judy is just like, you know, it's like two neighbors who a fucking tree fell on someone's house. And it's like both of these people are cunts and they should just get off the fucking show. So I'm kind of rooting for Judge Judy to be mean. But Dr. Phil, dude, there's this like, there's a weight to what he's saying, man. He's worried. He's acting uh, as a psychologist. You know what I mean? Point. Like, Does there's he have like a degree? Real is he? Huh? Does he have any certification? So, yeah. So, basically, he used to be, like, a clinical psychologist. And then once the show got big, he got sued a bunch of times. And then paired with, like, the fact that every 10 years you have to, like, re-up your license, he just, like, stopped re-upping his license. So, he's not a technical doctor now, but he used to be. So, oh. same way Judge... I mean, that's the same thing as Judge Judy. She used really? to be an actual... Yeah, she used to be a real judge. Her and her husband both... And then, you know, once the TV show got big, she, like, stopped. She's not... I think she's, like, not barred as a judge anymore or something. But. Yeah. I just feel like there's... Even though, like, uh, Dr. Phil's fucked up, I feel like there's bigger... There's better takeaways than from Judge Judy. I feel like the big takeaway from Judge Judy is, ah, oh, poor people are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Beat and be better with things. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it's, like, most of the time, like... The great thing about Judge Judy, too, is you know that there's, like, they pay... You know, our John Ross was on uh, Judge Brown. Judge what Joe Brown. Yeah. Or Mathis? Judge Mathis. He was on one of them. I think Mathis. He had an ex-girlfriend. That's a big difference. Yeah. Mathis and Brown is two totally different motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not, I'm not up. Not I spent all my daytime TV show watching Dr. Phil. But yeah, yeah <laughs> but John was on one of those and... Uh, he told me, like, basically the, the stipulation is, like, you come on, you air your dirty laundry, but whatever, like, the judge says you owe, they, the, the production team pays for. Yeah. So, like, if someone's bringing you on there for 500 bucks and the judge is like, yeah, you owe him 500 bucks, they just pay that person $500, the production team. Oh, they just, okay. So yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. actually, so that's why they, they're able to get people to come on there and just be like, you know, it's like, they just air their dirty, they're like, yeah, he's poor. And he's like, that's not true. I have a job. I just got furloughed. You know, like they do all like, they just bring each other on yeah. and go like, he's a terrible dad. And you're like, I don't know what that has to do. I'm your neighbor. I don't know what that has to do with anything, <laughs> but uh, all right. Well, I, the reason I asked you about pranking is so Dr. Phil's been doing these episodes where, Oh wait, do you need to, Oh yeah. Do you have to, do you need, would right now be a good time for you to break D? Uh, yeah. Let me make a call real quick. Yeah. Let me take a quick. Okay. Break. Yeah. Just, um, just, we'll, we'll keep, we'll keep zoom up. So we'll know when you jump back in the lobby and we'll add you back.
Okay. All right. I'll just start. All right, and we are back. We're back with so the, here the, we go. All right, so today's episode, it's these. Um, Doctor Phil's been doing these like I think with Zoom, he's like overwhelmed by having like full guest episodes. So he's been doing like these half episodes, which are fucking weird, where he basically just like Zoom calls with people and tells it's like it's like speed dating for fixing people's lives. Uh, but yeah. the reason I asked about the, the reason I asked about the pranks is. Today's episode is about this 17-year-old kid who's, like, is a, just a fucking twat. He's just such a dickhead. Like, he wants to be, like, a social media prankster. And his dad has just, like, fucking had it with him. Um, so let's watch the oh, first clip. Yeah, this is good. Father wants son to quit career as social media prankster. By the way, not a career. Yeah, no, not getting a fucking <laughs> getting a fucking state job is a career. Being a social yeah, media prankster is not. All right, let me uh let me share my screen with you real quick, D. Uh, desktop two. Here we go. Can you see it? Yeah, his jaw sticking out. He mad. Seventeen-year-old <laughs> son Chaz, so creative, and he could be doing so many incredible things with his life. But instead, he wastes so much of his time making stupid videos for social media. Man, I just bought a comfy. Now I'm feeling some type of way. Roger, Roger, Roger. I start. Imagine trying to convince my social media a, a right about a year TV ago. Over your son is. Followers. Sorry. Imagine trying to convince people your kid is like creative and talented, and then that's the first clip they show. <laughs> You're like, my son is actually a good kid, and then they're just it's him in a fucking blanket screaming for no reason. Dude, the dad looks like he injected steroids into his face. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's got he's he's got yes. fucking have you guys seen a Kumail Nanjiani recently? Yeah. <laughs> you know do, do you know the comedian Kumail Nanjiani? Is he like the, the dude who got he, what was he in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in uh, that movie The Big Sick. He also used to run some shows in LA. He's like a pretty big comedian, but yeah, it's exactly who you're thinking of. The Marvel he's starring in a Marvel movie now. Yeah, and he got all cut up. Yeah, to get but, on it. dude, he's like Podcast. so on. Yeah. He's like so on the juice. His face is like starting to change. People are like, really? Yeah, dude. People are starting to point. He's getting like Barry Bonds head. Like his head is starting to get like his jaw is growing and like the sides of his head are starting to protrude. Yeah, it's fucking scary, dude. Maybe he's turning into a Marvel superhero. Yeah, he's, he's starting to Hulk out. <laughs> <laughs> he's about to, his skin's about to rip like the Hulk shorts. <laughs> oh, I created what I like to call the obnoxious brand. Here comes the choo-choo train. Choo-choo. Eat it. It just does not like me. It's or his con. He's like fucking with a rabbit. I don't. I don't know what the. I don't that's, even. Understand. He has three hundred and fifty thousand followers. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, that's what they said. How? What's wrong with his dad's thumb? <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with his fucking thumb, dude? He's got like sausage thumb. Yeah, like. his thumbs look like they just got slammed in a cartoon car door, and they're all like <laughs> boom, boom, boom. You know how the cartoons when they hit their yeah, thumb with that that's hammer. Weird. Yeah. Like right. He started doing pranks, going into stores. He would actually drop things on customers' heads, like blankets, fish heads. He would startle complete strangers by making... Okay, loud. like, they're just showing the pranks. I guess we're gonna have to explain them. He looks like he's in, like, Home Depot, and he's just, like, popping a balloon behind people's heads. Like, it's not even... 
It's not, it's not pranking, man. Like the story you told about pranking D, like that's an actual prank. Like yeah. you're fucking with somebody. You know what I mean? Like you're actually like doing something that has like an actual ending, <laughs> you know? Like yeah, this is it's just got causing a, it, a nuisance. Yeah, what? you're just like being annoying. It's the same as if I was just like, oh, I'm going to prank this guy so good. And then you just yelled in his ear. It's like, that's not funny. <laughs> like you're just being a dick. Noises. Oh. I don't watch any of his videos. They totally aggravate me. Entertainment's not entertaining people. I think that's so. That's entertainment. It is. The crazier the reaction I get from the person that I am pranking, the more likes and views that I will get. My dad does not like my prank videos at all. He wants me to be a traditional kid and be boring and get a normal job. I say that that is the stupidest thing that I'd ever do. I want my son to go to college in the fall, and now he's saying- <laughs> He's like, my dad wants me to be a normal kid and fuck that. And his dad's like, I just want him to get an education. <laughs> <laughs> I just want him to make something of his life. The kid's making his dad seem like the unreasonable one. <laughs> You know what and that kid wants is that his dad's gonna support his life. Right. Look at and, that. Yeah. and like they got some red. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. they got a column. Shit. Look at there's a column right there. You got a fucking column in your house. <laughs> yeah. It's got a pillar. Kids <laughs> life. You don't get this column, man, unless you got some bread, bro. That's <laughs> that's you got a column, my nigga. You got a column in your house. Yeah. Uh it's no, like, dude, I want yeah. this motherfucker off my payroll. When I was watching this, that's what that's what I was thinking is like most people. Like, that's kind of why I wanted to pick something off get rich or die trying. Because, like, this kid's options are get rich or just wait to inherit being rich. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's... And, like, the reason I called it get rich or die trying is because, like, he's either going to be, like, very social media famous or someone's just going to beat this fucking kid's ass and he'll never do another <laughs> prank. Or get rich or wait for your dad to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He thinks it will hurt his video career and it's totally ridiculous. People are making livings on social media and that's what I want to do. Why is that a problem? You don't know what college has brought you. You're blocking that out. As of right now, me and my dad just fight about whether I'm going to college or not. My dad not really supporting my social media does make me upset. I think my dad thinks my prank videos make me look like a jerk. Chaz and I used to be extremely close and now all he has time for Ours video. My hope for Chaz is he takes his prank videos business to a university somewhere. That would give him what he wants, and that would give dad what he wants. Your pranks are a problem. They need to stop. Can we move forward with the business? Man, I just, I hate anyone who wears, fucking hate anyone who wears a fucking collared shirt under a sweater. <laughs> and the kid's doing that. Is that what that is? I, I fucking hate that. That's the worst thing anyway. Like, that is the ultimate. And he's got... You know what I noticed about this kid, too, is his hair is like the Paul brothers. Like, he's trying to yeah. do, like, the blonde hair that's kind of, like, like bushy. You know what I mean? Like, he is trying so hard to be one of those fucking Paul brothers. His he's kid, trying to dress his fucking boring-ass face with this fucking fluffery... Yeah. <laughs> did you? It's like a cocker spaniel resting on his eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> D, did you catch what his name is? Uh, no. What his the name fuck is, is his name is Chaz. Oh no! Really? Yeah. C H A Z. I can't. And then the dad. The dad oh, is Bob, and the kid is Chaz. Like fuck, you're the dad's getting what he deserves for naming his kid Chaz. Yeah. Yeah, look at the dad's cut. The dad has an old navy fleece popping her. Yeah, you know that, that uh, fucking. I will call the police. Uh, <laughs> he's he's got. He's no, go ahead. 
He stormed the Capitol. He was one of them. Yeah. No, I would think, I would think in, it looks like he didn't storm the Capitol because he found out the Capitol was in D.C. He's <laughs> like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going there. Yeah. <laughs> he, you know what his haircut is? His haircut is I'm not in law enforcement, but I know a lot of people who are in law enforcement. Yeah. <laughs> right. That like pussy yeah. ass. I want to pretend I look like a cop haircut. Mall copy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Besides, college is a complete waste of time. I absolutely do not. About okay. Well, he is right about that. It has, I'm in college right now and it has served no purpose thus far. If you do have a backup plan, then you're not very serious about your A plan. And social media is my A plan. So I'm in the bath. Everybody takes baths. Well, joining us virtually are Bob and Chaz. Bob, your concern is that your your son is going to blow off college and then this social media thing is going to be a passing fad. I'll be sorry. This is not even to interrupt on this episode, but I'm starting to get a little bit worried about Dr. Phil, man. This is like the fourth or fifth episode in a row where his speech is like this, where he's like super slowed down. And he like, it seems like he's having trouble, like getting the words he's having, like he's, I mean, he's about to be the democratic nominee for president. Like (laughs) he is, his fucking speech is real slowed down. Like, I'm starting he's to, old, bro. yeah, he's like 70. I think he's starting to be I, like, this is getting borderline fucked up to keep putting him on TV. <laughs> yeah. This is new, right? This is a new episode. Yeah. This newer? is from a couple of days ago. Okay. I haven't seen the show. Like every, every time I've seen it, has been like a rerun. So this is the first time I've seen him old like this. I'm like kind of shook. Like, yo, his fucking head's misshapen. Like he looks, I don't <laughs> Dr. Phil looks bad, bro. Yeah, like, he's he's not. And, dude, it's all Botox, too. Any part of his face that actually looks good. Like, dude, look at his. He's 70 years old. He doesn't have a single wrinkle on his forehead. That's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Look at his cheek. He's fucking weird looking, man. Yeah, he man. He looks Those Hollywood, huh? Eyes are small and beady. He looks he like, looks, he looks like Mickey word. Rourke. <laughs> all right, here we go. He, yeah, he looks like he looks like Joan Rivers now. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, and yeah. not pan out to be a, a real career. Absolutely. What you just saw is success in his mind. So you look at it, and I'm I look sorry. at it. Uh, goes, his nose looks like an anus. Like yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, what the, the dad's whole body is misshapen. <laughs> look at his chin, too. He's got like a weird divot in yeah. his chin. Yeah, he... Good God. His dad looks, his dad had to have been dropped when he was a baby. Like he's got like fucked up forms. I don't know what he does. His dad has the vibe of like a little, you know, like one of those uppity fucking uh, contractors from Rockland. Yeah, (laughs) dude. Yeah. His his dad's got like major, I build pools for a living energy. Yeah. He thinks he's cool. He's not racist because he goes to this one black barbecue spot. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, the he, church he goes. Shit. The church he goes to has like a black family. So he's like, no, no, no. What are you talking about? <laughs> You've got a tambourine. It's <laughs> <laughs> all the same thing, nonsense. And to him, that's his future, and that's the way he's going to make money and support himself. I totally disagree, and I need your help to convince him otherwise. Yeah. Uh, so, Chaz, what's your what's your theory here? What's your plan? 
See, like, what's just a shitty yeah. fucking question? Like, Dr. Phil has no no better question to ask him than what's your plan? Like, he's trying to make small talk like he's his aunt. He's <laughs> like, oh, that's what you're doing. Okay, all right. You're making money off of social media at this point. What kind of money are we talking about here? Well, we're not talking a whole lot yet, um, but um, have reached thousands. Not That's nothing to me, though. Um, but TikTok has recently started paying the creators directly, and that's how I've been basically getting paid um, thus far. And my intent is not to harm anyone. I don't want to harm anyone doing my pranks. I find my pranks harmless, but people Uh-oh. think otherwise. Organic. And that's just opinions. <laughs> I know as those clips may seem very obnoxious and stupid, but trust me, people would really do find them funny, and that's that's just the beginning. There's more to come than just those videos. This is, I mean... As much as I fucking hate this kid, this is like very reminiscent of how I have to tell my grandma doing comedies like. <laughs> She's like, oh, your sister sent me one of your comedy clips. I don't think you should talk like that. I'm like, look, I know you don't think it's funny, grandma, but it is. It's doing well. And no, I'm not making any money yet, but <laughs> eventually maybe one day I might. <laughs> That's the one thing man. he could be. This could be valid. Like he could actually be. I mean, be a YouTube dude, but. Yeah. I was just thinking that, like, he's not, I remember, I'm not, certainly not comparing this kid to this man, but I remember Dave Chappelle one time, I heard an interview where he's talking to his dad, and his dad's like, why don't you just become a teacher like me and your mom? And he's like, well, if I can make $40,000 a year being a teacher, or if I can do it becoming a comedian, like, what's the difference? And this kid's actually got a good point. He's like, going to college doesn't guarantee anything more than a couple thousand dollars a month, you know? Like, whatever this kid's saying, he's earning, like... A couple thousand dollars a month is, you know, working minimum wage, essentially. So, you know, as long as you're doing something, I suppose. But I don't well, know. Look at it. You got it paused at the perfect view. Like, yeah. Look at him. Like, yeah. what the fuck else is he going to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Look yeah. At him. yeah. He yeah. was born like some of these kids are like this because they were fucking born like that. Like, he, his name is Chaz. He looks like that. His dad is that man. Yeah. <laughs> like that man is your dad. You have no hope. What's his dad's name? Bob? Bob, yeah. Bob the contractor. Bob the contractor, dude. There it is. Fucking, yeah. He's, <laughs> hey, right. yeah. Here we go. Look at his hair. Well, I've seen you putting buckets on people's heads and fishnets on people's heads. And alarming people with something that might sound like a gunshot with <laughs> popping a balloon or hitting people in the back of the head with with a rolled up carpet or something. If it wasn't for this pandemic, I feel like people wouldn't be like so all over me being like, oh, this kid's such a bad kid. Yes, I know. I've seen like I just don't I don't think that I'm really harming anyone, but people think otherwise. Well, you're creating what you call joke. Okay, so they're showing him now. He yeah. like he really just catching. Yeah, he, that right he's being he's being a fucking asshole. Yeah, dude. no, I, he's not oof. just making obnoxious noises. Yeah, he's so like, one <laughs> of the clips they showed, he was like carrying a rolled up rug over his shoulder, and he kept turning around to like hit people in the head with it. And then they showed him like popping one of those confetti cannons on somebody in the middle of a grocery store, which. Is annoying if you're the person who's getting confetti rained on him. It's even more annoying if you're the fucking person who works at Target who has to come sweep up 
because some kid wanted to get. That's like assault. Yeah, isn't that assault? Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, like this one they're showing right now, he's literally taking like a fishing net and putting it on someone's head. Like that's not fucking funny. (laughs) Like that's kidnapping. That's yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that would be that's a Judge Judy case right there. This man kidnapped me. (laughs) Kidnapped that man. Tried to. Yeah. It's how kidnapping works in like movies where the dog catcher has to catch a dog. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. always have a dog catcher like, net. How you, that's how you catch a cartoon character. Yeah, like, right. you can't. So you put a fucking butterfly net. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta use chloroform. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that that'd Other be people. great to like. Uh, chloroform someone and go it's just a prank both yeah it's just come on it's just a prank it's just, as they're going out yeah. you're like come on it's gonna and be you just leave them where you found them yeah, yeah it's gonna be huge on tiktok people's expense not your expense but other people's expense we can agree on oh that, he got right? his whole hat off yeah, I would yeah be fuck to- that dude it's a quarantine my hat's on the fucking ground yeah dude and i can't tell is he wearing a mask like is this during covid it doesn't look like it. Well, dude's got gloves on. Yeah, that's because that's what I was wondering. Because the dude he's fucking with has gloves on, but he's not wearing a mask. So, like, this could be and during COVID, and he's also doing this shit not wearing a mask and being this close. He's got to his being. toes out during COVID. Yeah, look, he got his yeah, he's wearing toes out in a pandemic. Yeah, he's wearing shorts, a Hawaiian shirt, and Gucci flip flops. I fucking hate this kid. Yeah. Other people's Man. expense. We can agree on that, right? We can agree on that. That's fine. Hey, yeah, we can't agree on that. That was perfect timing, too, huh? Yeah. Like, we hate this kid. We can agree on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dr. Phil's all, you're being kind of a dickhead, don't you agree? He's all, mm-hmm. yeah, I do, actually. Yeah, that's how I plan, that's how I plan oh, on getting Dr. rich. Yeah. Dr. Phil looks almost dead. Look at the way it's paused right now. Like, yeah. He's not. Yeah. He's on his way out for sure. And when that happens, this podcast is going under. So not looking forward to it. Um, all right, let's watch the next clip. Son wants to pursue career as social media prankster. Um, here we go. My parents have not disciplined me for my prank. Oh, D, we will need to explain. To- Dr. Phil has a rotating cast of people who he thinks helps him, but they really don't. All they do is they come on and plug their own shit and then just repeat the stuff Dr. Phil has already said. So in yeah. this clip, I'm happy you're here for this because you're going to get to meet Mike Bear. Oh, no fucking way. Who is this life coach, Dr. Phil, like keeps trying to push on people, but like he doesn't take at all. He doesn't, he never actually gives any sound advice. Yeah. He's always just like, you just have to believe in yourself more. And what you're doing is actually bad for yourself. And you got to start believing in yourself. Yeah. He's so fucking stupid. Is yeah. it that bad? Dude. He, okay. Let's see. Let's yeah. You'll get to meet him in a second. It's hilarious. Thanks at all. I have never taken his phone or computer away to punish him. That is a huge mistake on my part because his computer and his phone is his business. And that would eliminate my problem. Last year, I got a call from the local Dairy Queen. Chaz. <laughs> Dude, imagine you get a phone call and they're like, sir, this is Dairy Queen. You'd be like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> the Dairy Queen never Time called out. you for good news. It's never lifelong blizzards or anything like that, you know? <laughs> Look at, look at, uh, that's not a sweater. I don't know. I think that is actually a, a sweater. You're right. With like shirt collar sewn into it. Yes. It's like oh, a rugby gross. jersey looking thing. That is, what the fuck? 
That's even worse. Yeah, because it's like the 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 cuffs of the sleeves and then the collar of the shirt are they look like a dress shirt with a sweater over the top. Yeah, that's a that's atrocious, man. Yeah, that's terrible. Dad up there disrupting their business, making videos. He always says, Dad, I'll tone it down. Don't worry. But then he never does. So, you know, you've been listening to our conversation yeah. with Chaz. And okay, this okay, is Mike that's, Bear. That's Mike Bear right there. This is not the dad. The, um. <laughs> the kind of running joke we do on this show is that he's just like this big, dumb muscle head who just, he talks like a caveman. Like, when you hear him talk, you're going to be like, this guy... His voice is not supposed to be speaking an actual language. It's like very like ooga booga, you know. He looks like he has a criminal record. Already. Oh, I'm sure he does. Oh, he yeah. he used to be like an addict, and there is a rumor. I did some digging on him earlier oh, this really? week. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what this guy's fucking deal is, and there's a rumor that he's gay. Uh, it's a pure rumor, but like, yeah, there's hmm. like because like a lot of the stuff he it's does. A lot of the stuff he does away from Dr. Phil is like helping people come out. And so people like people who are uh, Dr. Phil fans have started to like hypothesize like, I think this guy's gay and that's like his thing is he helps people come out and Dr. Phil's like, Why don't you come help a drug addict? You know, like because that he's somehow called. You can help him, you can help anybody. Yeah, right. <laughs> people come make on decisions here. Yeah. in the early Buddy. innings of their life. It has a big impact on what happens later in their life, right? These are big decisions, and his dad, Bob, is concerned that he's going to make a bad okay. decision. I'd like that for it. Yeah, dude. See, and did you see how he's sitting there with like his it. mouth open? He's, dude, he's like a he's a total moron, dude. He's a brain dead idiot. It's so funny. And dude, doctor, imagine like you're you're on this show to get life advice, and this is the fucking guy he brings out. Yeah, dude, lobotomy, Larry. Yeah, dude. Middle. Yeah, he's got like this like weirdly perfect manicured beard. It's fucking odd. And then he's just like, like, listen to him fucking talk. Well, I mean, I think there's definitely good and bad decisions. <laughs> like, of course there is. No one's fucking saying. Oh, and by the way, Mike Bear is the author of One Decision, his new book. He's on. But there's good and bad. That's two decisions. Yeah. Two yeah. Or- <laughs> <laughs> the first thing, he, while he's saying, I think there's two decisions. It's funny. He's the author of a book called One Decision. <laughs> <laughs> fucking train wreck. Make it make sense, D. Oh. And I think Bob and Chaz, you both have decisions to make. Chaz, explain to me what the experience is like. Because I looked at all your videos, painfully. I bet you did, uh, weirdo. Yeah. He's all, I don't think I'm they're best. very funny. <laughs> you looked at all his videos? Dude, you're a weirdo. All of them? Yeah. <laughs> Do you hear what he said? I don't he... want to watch this one. Like, this dude's whack. Did you hear his attempt at humor? Dude, this guy's a fucking robot. <laughs> Listen to him try to make a joke. Watch. Have decisions to make. Chaz, explain to me what the experience is like. Because I looked at all your videos, painfully. You, you uh, looked at every one. I of looked. Them. That was his like attempt at being funny. Is being like the videos are bad. It's like yeah, no man, we all know that. I don't know why you're trying to like make that a joke. We're all fucking laughing at how bad the videos are. Did Look at his face. He's yeah. Hurt. I read the comments. So walk me through the experience of when somebody gets their bucket put on their head during COVID, while already times are tough, explain to me what that experience is like for that person. 
Well, it's not pleasant. I mean, I wouldn't expect it to be necessarily pleasant. I mean, there's people that fake their pranks, and I'm not one of those people. I'm an authentic person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wow. fuck oh. this kid, dude. Look, okay. <laughs> you know what? That's, that face is, that's the face your phone sees when you're watching yeah. porn. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we, have a, we have it paused on a mouth open yeah. mic there. I have uh, to take a picture. Yeah. I'm sorry, one sec. This is too funny. That's yeah. a meme. That Real. face. Yeah. Screen grab. Um, all right. Yeah, dude, this kid's so funny. Is like we just watched a video of him like like freaking out, you know? Like where, remember that one where he's in the bathtub? He's like, everybody takes baths. And he's like, No, this is just who I am, man. Yeah. You know, that I'm an authentic person. It's like, okay. Yeah, I'm real. I take yeah. baths. Yeah. Shit. I always just film myself taking baths yeah. and screaming about taking baths because that's what I do. I'm curious. As to what he's gonna say next, that's that's prefaced by this fucking face, right? Like, because, <laughs> well, it's funny because, like, so another another layer of this storyline, D, is that a lot of ever. Remember the Cash Me Outside girl? Yeah. Okay. She's annoying. So ever since then, a bunch of teenagers, specifically like TikTok and YouTube kids, but a lot of like wannabe rappers too. They've just been lying to Dr. Phil and yeah. saying that there's like some kind of conflict in their family just so they can get on Dr. Phil and become like the next Danielle Brajoli, which is the cash me outside girl. Oh, and, and trying to blow up that way. Right. Yeah. Yep. But in every single time, dude, they try to like, they try to like, they try, uh, I guess like beyond scared straight's probably a good example where they want to like prove a point, but these kids are all fucking assholes. So like Mike bears all, what's that person feeling? And he's like, no, they probably hate it. And he's like, okay, I thought you were going to like have a, like a profound moment where you, th like you had a breakthrough, but no, these kids all know what they're doing is fucked up. Like, I don't understand why you're trying to appeal to them like that. You know, like, I, I don't even understand how you can rationalize that. You can take advantage of people who are just trying to get through their day. I understand that. And do this pandemic, you know, everyone's wearing a mask. So it's like my normal pranks I want to do, I can't do because I can't get those facial expressions because I'm wearing a mask. So I think <laughs> yeah, and COVID's been really hard on my content. <laughs> yeah, my content has suffered since COVID because people aren't getting as mad at me visually anymore. <laughs> he has crazy person's eyeballs. Look at his eyes. He's yeah. crazy as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Andy's too symmetrical. His hair. Yeah. Look, if you just took his hair and like, I, I wish I, I had Photoshop skills, but I could take his hair right here and cut it out and it'll fit right under Dr. Phil's lip. And it's <laughs> it does look like a little mustache it's the hair. Same. Yeah. yeah like, it's the bushiness. Yeah. It's all bushy. It's weird. It's yeah. a triangle shape. It's like a, what is, it's like a hat. Yeah, well, dude, that's what those, that's what the Paul brothers, that's what their hair is. It's all like brushed oh, forward and bushy. Trying to yeah. look like fucking anime. Yeah, right, exactly, dope. dude. Oh, He's trying to look yeah. like fucking, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, Naruto okay. or whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah. Does he run with his fucking arms out? Yeah, right, exactly. His, his arms back like that. <laughs> what pranks could I do to get guaranteed reactions? People think it's funny. People also don't think it's funny, but if it wasn't because of this pandemic, I don't think I'd have an issue. It, it is the pandemic, and it's not creative. It's just, I mean, what you're doing is ambushing people that are just going about their day. It's like, have you ever thought about exploiting people under the guise of professional medical advice? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dr. Phil's like, now, if you really want to fuck with people, bring them on national TV and make them sit in front of their stepdad that molested them. 
That's how that's how you fuck with people. Yeah. Now that's called being creative. You think these are pranks? I make a woman come on here who's got a heroin addiction and talk to her children for the first time in five years. That's called fucking with people's day. You ain't got shit on me. Yeah. I'm a I'm a real ass dude with this shit, man. Everything wrong with social media you're showing off today. I think you're coming on Dr. Phil thinking this is somehow going to jack your numbers way up. But I'm telling you, there's a lot of Dr. Phil fans. All they need to start doing is reporting your profile for being mean, abusive, not okay. Uh, I'll tell you. Yeah. yeah, fuck Mike it's Bear, fuck dude. Mike. Cancel culture Mike Bear. Yeah, Mike, Bear's, Mike Bear's coming for him. PC police run amok. <laughs> They'll remove He's your on. profile pretty quickly. No, that's actually not, sir. I don't want, again, I also wanted to explain that. That's uh, not who I really am. I know I swear in my life, but that's not who I am. I'm really a good person. And I know people assume when you walk, when you, I assume, I already know, you already hate me. I already know you, you hate me. I don't hate, you I don't. You no, that? no, you know what? I probably feel like your dad is disappointed in you. I don't hate you. I don't, I don't even know you. I just don't approve of you picking on strangers. That's not okay. That's never okay. Yeah, man. It's only gotten so many people rich. Like all the dudes, <laughs> all the dudes from Jackass, Borat, everything, everything anyone's done publicly, Tom Green. It's gotten so many people paid. I wonder why this kid's so inspired. It's so funny. Like I, I get what he's saying, what Mike Bear's saying, but really what you should be doing is like, encouraging the kid to actually do funny things you yeah, know what i mean totally. like this kid's not going to give up on trying to be like a an overnight celebrity why not just tell him to start writing sketches or something like that's the way to direct this kid is like true no why don't you get into stand-up comedy or something like yeah. if you don't want to go to college fine. quit yeah, immediately quit immediately because you're not gonna <laughs> try he's not going to be good at it but yeah. that's what they should be encouraging him to do is like actually put some skill into it you know no encourage him to cut that Fucking <laughs> bullshit off. All right. Yeah. Uh, go to school. Some people should just go to school. Right. Maybe. I, I, I told now, you. Know, I, I actually can't say that. I honestly. I mean, what the fuck is he? Look at him. What yeah. else is he going to do? No, this right. Is his totally, man. And like, he's not going to be a. He, he would never be a funny comedian. He doesn't have enough oh, no. self awareness to be not funny. But that's like the problem is that people see like teenagers on the wrong path or whatever and go like, no, you have to go to school. It's like, no, just tell them to develop a skill for whatever they're doing. You know what I mean? Don't tell them to be a hooker. Tell them to fucking be a stripper. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what you should be doing. Do the one that actually takes some skill. You know? Does that make sense? I don't know. <laughs> I know a lot. Of I don't even care for that. I don't care anymore. He's gonna be all right. Look around. He's gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah totally. you're right. You're He's right. Fine. With millions of followers yeah. that do comedy and pranks and all, but it's not at someone else's expense. It's something creative, and if there's a butt of a joke, it's them. And uh, you know, we asked the audience, do you find this content entertaining, my virtual audience? Well, I mean, to be fair, there are also people who find Dr. Phil entertaining, so maybe not the best sample size of people. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> like, we asked a bunch of people who watch C-SPAN if they think uh, Family Guy's funny. It's like, oh, okay, not going not gonna, to not gonna work out. Yes or no? No. 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 Yeah, what the fuck think, is that? Dude, that's like uh that's like if that's like if they put a sound sound effect on Tinder. Yeah. 
<laughs> it looks like a wall of Karens. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a worse nightmare for a store manager. <laughs> it's a yeah. He has a Zoom audience, but yeah, it, it's really fucking dystopian and creepy. <laughs> like, yeah, some black mirror shit. Look at, look at the this one right here. That's especially creepy one. Which one? The your arrows on it right now. Yeah, this one. Creep. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Actually, that's four creeps in a row. If you're playing connected creeps, <laughs> right, like, <laughs> right here. <laughs> no, Dude, up. Oh, upwards. Yeah, right here. This yeah, one. Look at that. This girl looks like uh, she's either like a, a high school art kid or that she listens to a ton of Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> it's impossible to tell. Yeah. Yeah. Or she killed Selena. She looked like, <laughs> like the sick deck. She looks like that lady, man. All right. Let's, uh, let's finish this. The vast okay, majority man. say no. Uh, and, Dude, that's funny that these two ladies actually do find it funny. <laughs> Look at they have green around them. They're the, the Dr. Phil showing like his audience 96% say not funny, 4% say funny. And it's just two oh. ladies who have their screens are green. And it's like these are the ones who actually like you. And, oh, no, I got a couple yeses. Yeah, you did get a couple. <laughs> this kid is silver linings. I love it. Yeses. So, Dad, what are you, why are you enabling this behavior? I'm obviously part of the problem, Dr. Phil, and um, listen to you guys. And You're going to see a change in Chaz's attitude. You're going to see a change in Chaz's content. Both of you will, and the country will too, as long as he's living in this house, under this roof, driving the car that I pay for, and supplying everything he needs. So, yes, I'm part of the problem, and you're going to see a drastic change in my attitude and Mr. Chaz. Yeah, well, don't call him Mr. Mr. Chaz, Chaz again. That's fucking horrendous. That made me want to throw up hearing Mr. Chaz. <laughs> Listen, I raised two boys as a father, and Robin and I have two sons, and I admire. Okay, I know those are Dr. Phil's two sons, but doesn't it look like a like you just got invited to a gay wedding? <laughs> they look weird. Dude, they're, they're fucking weird looking. Yeah. But if Dr. Phil's your, your dad, I mean... It, that's a lot better than I thought they would look. Yeah, but they look like if Elon Musk shed his skin. Like, you <laughs> yeah. Know, like. yeah, they're fucking weird. <laughs> I think they would look less weird in their own separate pictures. I don't think they need to be pictures together. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, think I, that's I agree. Fair. I agree totally. Yep. If they were like, here's his son's blam and then blam, like, okay, there's one that looks kind of like the Kirkland signature Justin Timberlake, <laughs> and then the other one looks like... Uh, fucking great value Ari gold yeah uh, this guy looks like <laughs> this guy looks like Mike bear if he if he didn't have an extra chromosome oh <laughs> oh wow that is uh that's a great conspiracy theory to start is that that's that, actually Mike bears that's kid? yeah dude that actually does look like my it would be Mike bears son instead of dr Phil's for sure let's From start that. forehead up it could be Vince Vaughn's kid man. oh it could oh, yeah yeah, yeah. he's got that dumb like, like eyebrows Vince up yeah, swingers yeah. haircut yep Chaz energy and him being entrepreneurial and wanting to get out yeah, and do things and Chaz I commend you for that but I think you need to rethink your brand and I don't see any reason you can't do this and go to college College is a target-rich environment. You can do both of these things at the same time and work your way through college and take some pressure off of uh, uh, of your parents for college budget. So, I mean... Oh, I like the dad saying thank you as if he's having trouble paying for college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
They just want him out of there. Yeah, they want him. They just want him to leave. Negotiate because they know he's not. Yeah, they know. Well, they just know that he. You know, rich people have kids in hopes that they become richer than them. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, why totally. rich people have kids. It's not to like have a mooch off their money. It's to add to the family wealth. You know. He's not adding. No, no, no chance. The dad knows that he's, he's trying to die. The dad's trying to cut his losses right now. <laughs> Both, but dad. Pull the plug on this. You're financing a bad direction here. You wanted my advice? That's it. There it is. Dr. Phil's advice. Cut off your own That's child. Two parts. What's that? That's a two parts. They could have just did that shit in one part. I know, dude. Well, that's the other thing Dr. Phil's team does is terrible editing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very bad. Shit. Well, D, dude, thanks so much for being on. Yeah, this was so a much. fucking blast. Seriously. Um. Let, guys, let people know where to find you, where to add you on social media and all that. Go ahead and plug oh, away. Yeah. Um, well, as we spoke about earlier, the album is called Get Rich or Diabetes. It's streaming everywhere. It's That's fantastic. Spotify. It's a very iTunes. good album. Yeah, everywhere. Um, uh, DTyler916 is my Instagram uh, and Twitter. So at DTyler916, Instagram and Twitter. Um, I'm actually a, a dinosaur. I'm still active on Facebook, like with the rest of the old people. But <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it has its advantages, man. But I'm on Facebook at uh, D Tyler Comedy. Nice. All right, man. Uh, thank you so much for being on, dude. It was a, a very fun time. Yeah, for real, man. Um, Thanks so much. Sweet. Thank you guys too, man. Dope. All right, everybody. That was D Tyler. Uh, we're actually breaking in the middle of the episode, so we're gonna. We'll jump back on with D in a minute here, but we're going to listen to uh, a listener voicemail first. Yeah. Um, a fun, like fun this, episode, man. Yeah. I mean, all, everything we said on the episode, we 100% met. Um, everything was in full earnestness. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I hope that, like, uh, you know... D doesn't feel like sandbag with all like the, <laughs> the f- f- fucking super funny stories. Like, no, he's oh, he's yeah. a very sweet guy. <clears throat> no, dude, uh, yeah, D D's the best. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right, let's listen to. We have two missed calls here. Oh, only, two, but only one voicemail. Who did that? Which one of you did that? Oh, same person. Okay. Uh, um. <clears throat> they all right. Pussied out. Yeah. <laughs> no. Let's. Uh. What? What do you mean? No new messages. I literally just had one messages oh voicemails here we go all right uh let's play this voicemail hey guys my name is jess um i've been listening since the very beginning of the podcast and i just wanted to say holy crap two years wow um congratulations and also that you guys are pretty much where i get all my pop culture news these days um, that's thought, not good because we not good. <laughs> we research almost nothing. <laughs> so if you're getting all of your news from us, <laughs> j- just know it's mostly coming from me, and it's mostly just stuff I read on Twitter. <laughs> I don't trust CNN. I only trust the Film My Heart podcast. Yeah, we're we're the new John Stewart. Yeah, <laughs> people are like mm, the news sucks. I listen to no. comedy. <laughs> they're just yeah, just like wait, there's an oil crisis in the Middle East. I didn't hear about this on Film My this Heart. This is also so, so much pressure to be putting on us because we're like, ah, I don't know, uh, you know, like two YouTube celebrities got into a fight or there was an invasion in Kuwait that we should yeah. talk about. <laughs> what do people need to know more about? All right, let's uh, let's keep listening. 
found out about the Twisted Tea meme from you. Like, oh, hell yeah. Dude, oh, I'm happy people tea. are finding out about that from us. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know how you like avoid that, honestly. I, I think I that was kind you, of a deep cut. Really? Yeah, I think that was more... Not uh, for me. For me, it was fucking everywhere the twisted tea thing was one of those things where if you're like offline for one day you yeah. you miss out on there's been so many of those where like i log on to twitter after like you know hanging out with my girlfriend for a day and i'm like whoa, whoa what the fuck is everyone talking about i have no idea what's going on that's so true especially right now like i'm i'm almost scared to like not look at twitter yeah right you know <laughs> yeah all right let's keep going i've seen it floating around but i had no idea what it was until i listened to the patreon to the Patreon and um, also the most recent episode, um, the Jeffree Star and Kanye West scandal. I didn't really know what was going on with that until I heard your episode either. So I just wanted to say awesome podcast and I love listening to you guys. And yeah, that's pretty much it. So Not a fucking question. No, <laughs> yeah. Come on, Jess, give us something to work with. <laughs> No, we appreciate And I was yeah, going to say this, <laughs> Jess, I don't know if you're someone who reaches out to us on social media all the time. This is the thing about our listeners. Not a single one of you ever put your real name on your social media. Yeah, true. So if you're going to call in, leave a voicemail, drop your, drop your Instagram or your Twitter or whatever. And, uh, you know, maybe everybody can start following each other. We can build a little community or something yeah, and then totally. we can exclude people from it. That's the really, <laughs> that's really what I want to do is build a small community that we can shun other people from if they have... Yeah, a different totally. opinion. Despite despite even good intentions. Yeah. And just, you know, I different think, philosophies I, on how to get there. I think it'd be <laughs> beneficial if we just build a fill my heart bubble. Yeah. And we just <laughs> refuse to let any outside opinions in. And uh Yep. Uh, slash fill my heart. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um all right. Thanks, Jess, for calling in. Uh I'm happy that literally I will now pick things in keeping in mind that people might actually be getting their pop culture news from us. So, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe we should keep that in mind. Yeah. I um, wonder if uh, Jess is on social media like at all, or if not, I'm sure, I'm like, sure I'm she sure is. That, yeah. It is crazy just because like you assume that other people see shit that you see on social media. And I guess that's not the case, you know? Yeah. Like the social network kind of talked about that. Yeah, sure. But yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. If you want to call and leave us a voicemail, the number is 415-763-7445, 415-PODFIL. Talk to us about anything, honestly. I put it out on Reddit the other day um, about tips for the Patreon. Like, if there's something that you think that we should be doing or something you'd like to see more of on the Patreon, like, like totally... Use the voicemails to let us know. Use email. We're always available at email. Uh, fillmyheartpod at gmail.com as well. Um, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll stitch this into the end of the episode. So uh, I guess this is where we'll sign off. Parker, do you have any, uh, any plugs to get out there? Anything um, going on? I actually do. Um, not much going on like stand-up wise, but uh, I don't think I ever plugged this. Um, I was on... A really great podcast. Uh, it's called Off the Top uh, with uh, Caitlin. Uh, she's super funny. She's really good at what she does. Uh, yeah, so check that out. Uh, I had a really great time. Uh, I have an episode on there. Is is called like something in the title is like black and mild and bunt butts or butt bunts. What butt bunting? Yeah, what I have this? no idea. What is this? Huh? A podcast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the title is. It's about 
Yeah. Anyway, it, it's some weird. It's like you know, podcast was some like out of context quote as the title. It's really good. Yeah, okay. she's she's great. All right. <laughs> um, you can find me on Instagram at Drew Absher is dumb on Twitter at Drew Absher. <clears throat> um, join the so the Reddit page r slash fill my heart. Parker mentioned it. Um, yeah. Oh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram too at Parker the Newman. <laughs> you just didn't want to plug a random podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I was on it. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah. I'm joking. Uh, I'm kidding. Um, oh, also speaking of new oh, podcast, she's a listener. Oh, sweet. What was her name? Uh, Caitlin. Caitlin. Shout out, Caitlin. Yeah. Um, also speaking of new podcasts, uh, I'm in the midst of getting uh, all of the sports balls that we've been doing uploaded. The podcast feed is still not active on like iTunes and stuff, but it is on Spotify. It's on a couple different places right now. I'm still waiting for all the the places to accept my feed and everything. But once that's up, dude, I'm going to throw every episode up there and you can listen. You don't even need to, honestly. I'm not, I'm certainly, this is the podcast I'm like focusing on, but I'm just throwing it up there in case anyone wants to. I'll plug it on social media as well. But yeah, Sports Ball with Drew Absher is the name of the podcast. I think I have one or two episodes up right now. So uh, you can check those out if you want. Yeah, Other man. than that, man, we will talk to you guys. Oh, next. and uh, at Fill My Heart Pod yeah. on oh, and social media. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll get we'll let D plug his stuff after we're done recording with him. But uh, you can find him on social media. D Tyler's hilarious, so go add him as well. Yeah. All right, everybody. We will talk to you next week. Goodbye. The bundles, I've been knocked on the humble Swing the ox when I rumble, show your ass with my gun do. Got a temper, nigga, go ahead, lose your head Turn your back on me, get clapped and lose your legs